Manx Radio's Update with Paul Moran. Bustamai, good evening, it's half past five and this is Update for Monday, 9th of January 2023 from Manx Radio. A 30-minute look at the latest news on the Isle of Man, plus background to the news, Manx sport, business, sea watch and travel updates, plus the news pet makers in person. Tonight, the Chief Minister is asked to withdraw comments made on Man in Line, a consultation open today for the island's seafood industry. Climate change is being used to justify demolishing ancient buildings. A former government minister comments on the development of the island's health service. And it's been almost 10 months since any COVID-19 measures were in place at the borders. So what's the appetite now to come and go? Welcome to Manx Radio's Update. Now by the time of 5.31, let's get the latest headlines with Siobhan Fletcher. Faster my Siobhan. Faster my. Mark Cavendish has told a court that an intruder wearing a balaclava broke into his home and held a knife to his face before stealing two expensive watches. Two men are on trial at Chelmsford Crown Court, deny two counts of robbery. TT racer Connor Cummings has announced that his coffee shop in Ramsey will close later this month. Conrad's on Parliament Street will shut its doors on the 20th of January. In a post on Facebook, he says there have been many factors that have contributed to the very difficult decision which the business has tried to work through. And the Isle of Man Trade Union Council has called upon the Chief Minister to withdraw recent comments he made regarding teaching unions. Alfred Cannon appeared live on Manx Radio in December discussing strike action by the NASUWT, describing it as completely unreasonable. Further afield, the UK Health Secretary says he wants to find common ground in a pay dispute with NHS, NHS staff after talks resulted in no cancellation of upcoming strikes. The UK is considering whether to send tanks to help Ukraine in the war with Russia. And final preparations are being made ahead of the first rocket to launch from the UK into orbit tonight. Satellites will be fired into space from a plane which will take off from Cornwall Airport. There are your headlines, news at six. Man Benham, for all your business and legal needs. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Uh, apologies for that. Uh, the weather tonight, clear spells and just a small risk of an odd shower at first this evening with the strong and gusty westerly wind easing slightly for a time tonight. Uh, minimum temperature, 5 degrees. Rain will then arrive later in the night as the wind backs sat southerly and strengthens again. Heavy bursts of rain are expected tomorrow morning, uh, leading to some standby water on the roads and poor driving conditions at times. Uh, during the afternoon, the rain will become lighter and patchier. However, winds will pick up strong to gale force before easing slightly in the evening as the rain clears away. Top temperature 12 degrees. Uh, sunrise is 8.34 tomorrow morning. Sun sets at 4.18 and there are two uh, yellow weather warnings in place, one for coastal overtopping and one for heavy rain. Manx Glass and Glazing can produce bespoke splashbacks for your kitchen in any colours. Speak to the team on 674 573. Hello. 
Now, the Chief Minister has been asked to withdraw comments he made on Manx Radio's Man in Line last month regarding teaching unions. The Alaman Trade Unions Council says the views expressed by Alfred Cannon about the NASUWT bring the island into disrepute. It's just not reasonable from the NASUWT to adopt the position that they are. That was Chief Minister Alfred Cannon speaking live on Manx Radio on the 16th of December discussing strike action by the NASUWT. Well, just over three weeks on, the Isle of Man Trade Union Council says his comments contravene laws protecting the right to organise and bring the Isle of Man into disrepute both domestically and internationally. In a letter addressed to Timor members, Debbie Halsall, president of the organisation, says it's inappropriate for the chief minister to appear to condone and agree with derogatory and inflammatory comments on a live radio show about a serving public servant. A representative of any recognised trade union, she says, is a facilitated voice of the members. As stated in the Code of Practice on the Recognition of Trade Unions, no individual should suffer detriment as a result of their role. Last year, Mr Cannon committed to reforming the culture within government following the fallout from the Dr Rosalind Ranson Tribunal. The council says these recent comments seriously undermined the integrity of those statements. While Manx Radio has contacted government and the Council of Trade Unions for comment, meanwhile members of the NASUWT are due to take further strike action on Wednesday and Thursday this week. A consultation opens today ahead of a draft, a draft fishery statement to set out the aims and objectives for the island seafood industry. The process, which will run until the 24th of February, will address the challenges and opportunities faced by the industry in a post-Brexit world. DEFA member for the environment, Dr Michelle Hayward, says the current UK agreement with the EU has now become obsolete. Once the, the UK decided to come out of the EU, then the common fisheries policy that's kind of dictated what happened in that realm for years falls away. Um, and so the UK said, well, we're going to issue a, a fisheries statement and, and we'll explain to everyone how we're going to work it from now on. And because we have control over our own fisheries stocks, we're following suit and setting out what we think uh, should be happening in terms of how we manage our fisheries going forward. In the end, is this going to be maybe a new opportunity for the fishing industry in the island? I think it's quite likely that it, it will be. There are some species that aren't fished in Manx waters because we don't have quota to fish for them um, because of the, the sort of carve-up that happens between the UK and the EU. And obviously that's really unfair on our local fishermen is you know, to have produce here within our waters but because of how we've managed our fisheries you know those are, are viable stocks and yet not to be able to exploit them and um, we rather hope that when brexit occurred and the uk fishing industry was promised more quota would come back from the eu towards the uk that that would be fairly distributed and, and that you know that some smaller fishermen around the island would, would be included into that but it's not happened. Um, the UK decided instead they were going to take extra quota, give it to the people who already had quota. So hardly, uh, you know, making the industry sustainable and, and, and viable in the long term. So this is really a sort of step saying, well, actually, you know, we're moving beyond that now, moving to a way of, of managing it ourselves. Do you see a situation where more people might be attracted back into the fishing industry? I think what I hope is to see the fishing industry diversify from where it is now. It's true we've lost boats, but some of those boats are just because of the age of the vessels and, and failure to, to upgrade and, and stuff, and, and they do. You're listening to the Isle of Man's quintessential daily news and current affairs roundup. Update on Manx Radio.
The new CEO of Hospice Isle of Man started his role last week. John Knight takes over from Anne Mills, who left the role after working for the charity for six years. Speaking to Max Radio before she left, Mrs Mills said the hospice was in a tricky financial position, needed to raise £5.5 million. The new CEO discussed how he plans to take on that challenge. Clearly this organisation was established as a charity and um, not to necessarily take as much money out of the government pot as possible. So I'm I'm not yet at a point where I would say what's the right ratio and the right percentage. We welcome every penny of support that we get from Manx Care. Um, It would be lovely to see more money come from Manx Care, but I think we equally, as a charity, have a responsibility to raise money, to fund the organisation. And I think also... The organisation is here for the community and for it to be rooted in the community, those funds from the community as, as a sense of ownership are really important. So I wouldn't be pushed on what's the right percentage. But I think what we have to recognise is it's a charity, it's born out of the community, it provides a very valuable service, which, you know, Manx Care um, can sort of equally benefit from. So for me, the partnership approach is what's most important. And how do you get 5.5 million out of the community? And is that the right figure, do you think? I was chatting with somebody this morning about this notion of how much is enough. You know, in an island community, there will be um, a sustainable level for any organisation that's trading on the Isle of Man, if you like. So, So I think we have to ponder what is the right size of the hospice for the Isle of Man. How do you get to it? Well, clearly a well put together fundraising team a good marketing team to attract people to want to donate to the hospice i think excellence primarily and i you know i should be saying this first and foremost but excellence in end of life care and the services that wrap around that that holistic approach to care it is 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 the most important thing um a very good friend of mine once said that um you know, funding will follow good work so i think our primary job is to deliver excellence in end of life care and hopefully that will attract people to want to support us. It's been described as perverse that combating climate change is being used to allow the demolition of vernacular buildings. Giving evidence to the Timmel Committee on Built Heritage, Dr Andrew Martin from Oxford University said restoring the original building would make much more sense. Dr Martin claimed that climate change was being used and more and more to justify demolition. I find this ridiculous that members of this government are now um, using climate change as an excuse to demolish vernacular buildings when it doesn't even make any sense because it's not considering the embodied carbon of buildings. It's not considering that modern construction on the Iron Man imports basically every single thing it uses. What about all the cement? The old, old building, if it was retained and limed, would have nowhere near the same amount of carbon emissions, let alone the effects on biodiversity, composition and function or whatever. So the whole thing is completely perverse and it's happened in at least four cases. Of There was a public prominent case, very briefly, of Balakallen at Dorby, which appears to have been, is, is being said now, set precedent for this to occur, where the case officer, aside from not assessing historic interest on that building whatsoever, justified the construction of that um, building on the base. Well, I've got it written here. 
they wrote, quote, there is an increasing number of applications which purport to be creating environmentally friendly dwellings which could outweigh other concerns such as policy. How do, I don't even see how that makes sense. Um, and it says the application has been recommended for the following. The development is considered to result in a beneficial environmental impact taking into account the thermal and energy efficiency of the proposed and the use of natural materials and therefore is compliance with Housing Policy 14. It was permitted by the committee, it was appealed, the appeal inspector recommended for refusal and the minister or a political member overturned that decision. And the fact that a political member overturned that decision on climate basis is now being used as justification in other cases that a precedent has been set. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. And with the time at uh, 5.42, the Ben McCree left Haysham at uh, five minutes past two. Uh, should be arriving in Douglas in about eight minutes' time. Uh, then she's heading out again at uh, quarter to eight tonight. Off to Haysham, should be there about half past 11. Then the return sailing overnight at uh, 2.15 in the morning. Uh, she'll be back into Douglas Harbour around about six. For more information, go to manxradio.com, click on to news and click on to travel. Uh, just looking at the tide times, high water today was 12.44, 6.8 metres. Uh, low water today is at 7.24 tonight, uh, down to 1.2 metres. High water tomorrow is at 1.14 a.m., back up to 6.1 metres. And then low water tomorrow, 7.11, 11 minutes past 7, and back down to 1.7 metres. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. A former government minister believes time must be given to think uh, strategically at the highest level how the island can develop its health service. Terry Groves was involved in Manx politics in the 90s but now chairs the Henry Bloom Noble Healthcare Trust. He says we must be brave. I believe in terms of becoming more focused on acute A&E care and on diagnostics because 80,000 people or 100,000 people can't run a district general hospital in the future with everything that is required in terms of skills levels equipment and all the rest of it and we need to be brave enough I think to step aside a bit and have people strategically thinking what's best for all of us it's not exactly the clean sheet of paper approach because we haven't got a clean sheet of paper we've got an existing provision but the clean sheet of paper thinking might help tell us how we can develop the existing operation better going forward. It's not easy. It, it's, and it's, it's not cheap. Absolutely. It, it sounds fine. easy to say it, Phil. Mm. I mean, we need yeah. to think strategically and so on. Yeah. Everybody's so hugely busy and we all know if we are in the hospital or the health service and we're, we've got healthcare professionals dealing with us at the sharp end of it all, they're absolutely fantastic. They're fabulous. They do a wonderful job. But everyone's so busy doing what they're doing and, and I'm just suggesting we need to somehow think about creating the time for strategic thinking which isn't Im- imposed upon by day-to-day operational issues and potentially firefighting and all the rest of it Manx Radio Business Briefing 
Sales of Rolls-Royce cars topped 6,000 for the first time in its 118-year history last year after the car maker cashed in on a strong demand from the Middle East. The luxury car maker said it achieved particularly strong year-on-year growth in the Middle East, Asia-Pacific and the US and Europe. Some 6,021 cars were delivered to customers last year, a rise of 8% compared to 2021. The figure highlights how the ultra-wealthy are insulated from soaring inflation and cost-of-living crisis engulfing much of the world. UK and European markets rose to their highest level since May 2022 at the start of the New Year trading week with market sentiment buoyed by a further reopening of the Chinese economy. US stocks gained prolonged last week's ascent after the first big rally of 2023 last week. Oil prices jumped about 2% after China's move to reopen its borders boosted the outlook for fuel demand and overshadowed global uh, recession concerns. And gold prices hit an eighth-month high, helped by a drop in the dollar. On the island, inflation uh, on the Isle of Man fell to 7.4% in December. That's down from 7.9% the month before. Housing, water, electricity, gas and other fuel continues to be the biggest contributor, with an increase of 22.9%, with gas seeing the biggest increase of 60.9%. Meanwhile, the second biggest increase, contributing 13.1% of the Consumer Price Index, is food and non-alcoholic beverages. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. At the close, the FTSE 100 was up 0.33% at 7724. The DAX was also up 1.25% at 14792. Uh, The Dow Jones uh, was up 0.73 at 33875. Uh, The S&P 500 uh, up 1.31 at 3945. And the NASDAQ uh, closed up 2.10% at 10.79%. One exchange rates uh, for a pound, you'll get one point two two dollars and you'll get one point one three four euros. And commodities gold per troy ounce uh, was up 0.59 percent at one eight seven five. And Brent crude oil per barrel was also up one point six eight percent at seventy nine point eight dollars. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. To comment on the update news agenda, call Manx Radio anytime on 682 631 or email update at manxradio.com. We have delivered our island plan. I say we, the government, the admitted, but they go back to. Uh, sorry, apologies for that. Uh, the uh, government shouldn't be afraid to fail uh, in pursuit of innovation. That's from member of the Legislative Council, Diane Kelsey. On tonight's agenda with Phil Gorn, she discusses the island plan. Manx Radio Sport. And just before we do that, let's hear from um, Diane Kelsey. have delivered our island plan i say we 
the government, the administration, but they go back to it feels like a team effort um, to lift the oil island plan and more importantly, keep reviewing it and then the economic strategy, which is very, very bold, but actually puts quite a lot of that stuff into place. Do I agree with everything that's written down? Absolutely not. But does that mean that I can't work with it across the board? Yes. And I think, again, it's back to for the best for the people of the Isle of Man and and our future and our children's future. Did you feel that you were being listened to by the government? I suppose, unfortunately, because I was so new and it was quite a steep learning curve, even though I thought I could sort of walk in from from my background that I at least could start walking or if not a, a comfortable trot. There was an awful lot to, to, to take on board. So if we were to start again now, I'd probably want a little bit more input. Would I be worried whether all that input was taken on board and manifested it in, in the plans? No, because again, I go back to this collaboration, democracy, and it is about um, sometimes compromise, but more importantly about working together. But I think the key thing for me that I'm really... I'm quite ambitious for the island for the innovation. And I don't just mean a load of people coming and put a load of money in the Isle of Man. I'm actually talking about good ideas that we can play around with and maybe deliver some stuff in the future. And unfortunately, we have to accept that some of those are going to fail. And I think we should be ambitious enough to say we would have some sort of R&D think tank. Say, now, it sounds very highfalutin, but it doesn't need to cost a great deal of money. There's some brilliant minds out there on the Isle of Man and we should be listening to their ideas and accepting some of them may fall at first hurdle, second or third, but that's not a bad thing because if you don't try, we'll always stay where we are if not going backwards, which is uh, the danger. Manx Radio Sport. Rianne Evans has the sport news for you this evening. Fast am I, Rianne. Fast am I, good evening. Well, unfortunately, the Isle of Man women's volleyball squad is out of the running to claim the National Shield. The Manx side suffered defeat at the weekend at the hands of NVL team York Falcons in the women's National Shield round two, but they didn't go down without a fight. After going down a set, the Manx team grouped together to draw the game to all, but unfortunately ended up losing the final set, with the final score being Isle of Man 2, York Falcons 3. However, the Isle of Man walked away with its head held high after showing massive improvements from last year, along with the men's side. Both squads are always looking out for more players to get involved to continue growing the sport on the island. So if you'd like to try it out, you can find out more information on the Volleyball Isle of Man Facebook page. And in athletics, it was a golden day for the Isle of Man's club athletes at Whitton Park in Blackburn at the weekend in the Lancashire Cross Country Championships. Eight medals in total were won by athletes representing Northern AC, Western AC and Manx Harriers, four of which were gold. This compares very favourably with previous years and it was all in course conditions that were very muddy underfoot. Taking home gold were Eve Martin from Western AC in the under-11s girls category. Eve also got herself another gold medal alongside Bella Quay, Megan Williamson, Molly McMullen and Elizabeth Clennell, all Western AC runners in the under-11 girls team event. And the final gold went to Emma McMullen from Manx Harriers, who claimed the top spot in the women's 40 event. A silver medal went to Becky Watterson from Manx Harriers in the women's 35 category, and Sam Perry from Northern AC took bronze in the under-17s men. A full list of results can be found on this story at manxradio.com on our sports page. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. 
I just checked in with the uh, police. They're not reporting uh, any incidents that we should be uh, aware of. Down at the airport, uh, everything looking on time at the moment, both in and out. Uh, heavy traffic in the south of the island. Roadworks with traffic lights in Balasala have been creating long clues, uh, queues for traffic heading south this evening. Uh, both Balasala and Balthane junctions are involved. The best route south for traffic is down the Balamoda Strait. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Spread your payments interest-free. Get more with... Keyside! If you have a news story for Manx Radio to investigate and report, email newsroom at manxradio.com or call 682-631 any time of day or night. We spoke last week about people's ambitions for 2023 and a common theme was travel. It's been almost 10 months now since any COVID measures were in place at the border. So what's the appetite like for Manx residents travelling off-island again and how many people are coming here for their holidays? Brian Kelly is from Online Regional Travel Group. What we found in 2022 was the first quarter, January, February, March, was pretty quiet because we obviously had Omicron and a lot of people still weren't travelling, lots of restrictions, uh, the confidence wasn't there but the confidence built very quickly through 22 and I can confirm that our figures for December 22 uh, were actually 30% higher than pre-COVID which was December 19 so that's really quite encouraging and obviously there's a strong appetite for travel from the Isle of Man this has carried on into early January and I have to say we have been quite surprised obviously with uh, Ukraine war with obviously inflation uh, high energy costs uh, high living costs we thought obviously this would have a, a negative effect on travel, but in fact there still seems to be a strong appetite and perhaps there is still that wall of cash out there wanting to, to get back to travel in 23. What about habits? Have we noticed any changes, people perhaps going away for shorter periods of time or going on one bigger holiday rather than, rather than say, several in, in a certain year? Well, I, I think as COVID sort of hit, uh, there were thoughts that the cruise cruising sector would probably be decimated and would never return. And in fact, cruising has probably come back stronger than ever. And there's a large number of people uh, on the island who, who have gone back to cruising in a big way and taking two or three cruises a year. Uh, what surprised us is that long haul has come back very strongly, uh, even down to Australia and New Zealand, obviously holidays and obviously visiting family and friends. So very, very strong. Uh, Short haul European, uh, the Canaries, uh, the Balearics during the summer and winter, Again, very, very strong. So no real changes, just uh, everybody getting back to their usual travelling habits. I think the one area that again surprises is from a, a business travel point of view. There was a worry that people wouldn't go back to business travel, but I can confirm that business travel is very, very strong at the moment. A lot of Ireland corporates are now travelling uh, as normal. That's it from Update, compiled by the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Siobhan Fletcher and producer Rhian Evans. News next at six. Caroline North is back for 2023 and we have a brand new show from 60s Caroline legend Roscoe. As usual, we have some great music from the 60s, 70s, 80s and into the 90s and some money to give away in our competition and a signed copy of the paperback book The Last Day of June by its author and sponsor of this month's competition, Ted Bunn. The entire weekend is sponsored by Feature Story News and you can join us live from the Ross Revenge this weekend. Online 648 and 1368. It's Radio Caroline North, live from the Ross Revenge. 
Are you buying the right insurance for your business? What are you paying for exactly? With premiums rising year on year, it's important to make sure that you've got the right cover included in your policy. Aon will visit your business, review your insurances and provide advice on how your cover can be improved. For a free policy health check, call Aon today on 692 400. Aon Isle of Man Limited is registered with the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority as an insurance intermediary in respect of general business. Love the style, love the savings at Paradise and Gal. The winter sale is on now with new ideas, new looks and incredible reductions of up to 30% on the latest collections and our best sellers. Sofas, dining ranges, bedroom and much more. Come and find the new year, new look you'll love in the Paradise and Gal winter sale on now at Michael Street Peel. Manx Utilities are currently replacing prepayment customers' key meters with new smart electricity meters in homes in Douglas. As a smarter pay-as-you-go customer, you can access our new Smarter Living app to keep an eye on your energy use in real time and to top up your credit quickly at a time that suits you. You can also top up at selected stores and via our website. To find out more about the changes, visit the Smarter Living page at manxutilities.im. Take control of buying tyres and arranging vehicle servicing when you visit tyres.im, where you can check out the wide price range, order your tyres online and book into Keyside Tyres for a fixed price or full warranty service. It's easy to book your slot at a time to suit from the comfort of your laptop or phone. And you can even spread the cost over four months interest-free. Find a wide range of services and book online now at tyres.im. Southkey Douglas, don't delay, have safer tyres today. Keyside! No compromise, no comparison. Switch and save up to 35% with Sainsbury's at ShopRite. With stores across the island, why shop anywhere else? ShopRite, proudly locally owned. Broadcasting from Douglas in the Isle of Man, on smartphone and smart speaker, online and on AM and FM. This is Manx Radio. 